occult crimes, paranormal investigations, urban legends, and strange happenings. Welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. <laughs> hey, welcome to a mini Myths, Magic, and Murder. This is a mini-sode. I'm Abby. I'm Kate, and we'll be your ghostesses on this teeny tiny day. Today's going to be slightly different. We're going to be telling you about some strange, weird deaths throughout history, and I hope you enjoy it. Me too. I'm excited to learn about your strange deaths. I am hesitant, but also secretly confident. Yeah, researching this was a bit wild. Yeah, I've definitely had some things that'll stick with me for the rest of my life. Unfortunately, yeah. And the rest of everyone else's lives. Anyway, you want to start? Sure, you want me to read my first story? May as well. So my sources I just put all together for all of the stories, because it would just be easier. So Huffington Post, All That's Interesting, TalkDeath.com, Wikipedia, NY Times, and Cultura Collectiva.com. Oh, I'll just do mine now as well. BuzzFeed, News.bbc.co.uk, Wikipedia, AllThat'sInteresting.com, The Evening Star, Washington, D.C., Lenassian.com.ar, NewYorkTimes.com, and DarwinAwards.com. So my first story is absolutely wild, and it's from 2013. A man in Brazil named Joao... I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Maria de Souza and his wife Lenny were asleep in their home. As they were sleeping, a 3,000 pound cow crashed through the ceiling, crushing him. What? It's insane, right? Why, why was the cow up there? Well, I will explain. So the cow fell eight feet. Why? And the cow and Lenny were both fine. However, Joao suffered a fractured leg and was taken to the hospital right away. But he did sadly pass away several hours later because of internal bleeding. So the cow... Wait. Lenny was fine? How? Were they not It landed on bed? his side of the bed. Oh my goodness. That's when it really matters what side of the bed you've picked. What are the odds? So the cow had escaped from a local farm. Right. No one knows which one, but a local farm. Oh, it wasn't even their cow? No. It got out of its, of its little, you know, gate, cow gate. Cow, cow farm. Cow farm gate. And it sort of wandered around in the night. And it eventually got to the top of a steep hill. So the hill was, from what I can gather from the article, the hill was, was high and steep. And their house was like right next to it. So you could technically walk from the top of the hill to their roof. But obviously you wouldn't if you could think. If you were not a cow. Human thoughts. Yeah. So, so the cow. It was like built into the hill. I think it was just right next to the hill. There, I couldn't find like a photo, but from what I read, I think it's just next to the hill. So the cow just walked from the hill to the roof and just kind of wandered on. And the roof couldn't support the cow, so it just fell through in a few seconds and landed on him. What a fat cow. Okay, you don't need to be rude. <laughs> it was probably an accident. To crush through a whole roof and then kill a man? That's a big old cow. It's pretty insane, yeah. Well, the cow was then removed from the house and the police tried to find its owner to obviously charge them, but they were never identified. So the cow was just free to go. I think it's a bit rude to charge an owner over their cow's misdeeds because, and here's why, if I owned a cow ranch and one of them escaped, yes, I would be worried. Yes, I would be looking for my cow, but I would not think that it would commit a capital offence. 
Well, yeah, but if you're the family, you want some kind of justice. Oh, yeah. And the only justice you can get here, because you can't charge a cow with murder. Why? Give me one good reason. There are no cow prisons. Damn. So She's good. (laughs) I should be a lawyer. So you want... You want to get justice. The easiest thing to do next is to charge the only human involved. But they never they never did. They never found out who it was. No one's going to be like, oh, that's my cow. Yeah, no my one's going to own up to that. But that's my first story. Wow. Okay. I'll get, I'll get straight into mine. Mine's kind of a set of strange deaths. It occurred in 1518 in Strasbourg, France. Here, in around mid-July, a woman started to dance in the middle of the street. She didn't know why, she just had the overwhelming urge to do it. What she didn't realise is that other people were also overcome with this urge, and soon hundreds of people were dancing in the streets. The authorities deemed it too dangerous to be doing this just in the street, obviously, because you're in the street. Horses and such. Ah, yes. Yeah. So they made halls available for the dancing fever, and paid musicians and professional dancers to keep them all dancing. And the reason that they wanted to keep them all dancing is because they thought the only way to get over the dancing fever was to dance through it. Okay. It might sound very light-hearted and lovely. However, those with weak hearts started to die dancing. How did this happen in the first place? Why were they all boogieing? No one, no one knows. knows. No. Whoa. Some say as many as 15 people a day were dancing to their deaths. Although no one knows if this figure is true. Interestingly, it isn't the only or the first documented case of a dancing plague in Europe. What? How has this happened more than once? Right? How did I not know about this? Right? Hopefully, though, there's not another one anytime soon. Eventually, the dancing plague stopped, as physicians just shipped everyone off to hospital when they realised that letting them dance probably wasn't the best idea. Probably. I wonder what the scientific explanation is behind that. Maybe they were cursed. Maybe. To dance. My next story is about King Adolf Frederick of Sweden, who reigned from 1751 to 1771. And he was a very hungry guy. I feel that. So it was Shrove Tuesday, Pancake Tuesday, and Adolf was enjoying himself by eating in preparation for Lent. So, like, short summary of of that, if you don't really know what that means. Uh, It's when some Christians basically refrain from eating certain foods like meat, eggs, and dairy. So traditionally, they would just chuck everything in their cupboards together to enjoy what they wouldn't be able to during Lent. Yeah, I think now a lot of people give up sugar or chocolate or whatever. Yeah. So they have Shrove Tuesdays, like, the last time to enjoy chocolate for a month. Yeah, like pancakes. What I used to do when I was a kid, because I was raised Christian, so that's what we used to do. But back when people were... I mean, I'm sure people still do it today, but in this situation, eggs and dairy and everything, that was considered, like, special yeah. and lovely. yeah. Luxurious. Yeah, so King Adolf Frederick uh, severely overcompensated this, and on February 12th, he had a meal that included lobster, caviar, kippers, sauerkraut, boiled meat, and turnips. He had a really big appetite, and he ate the whole thing, and then washed it down with champagne. But then he decided that he would have semlas for dessert, which is like a creamed bun in Sweden. What a great day. This man's really living. Oh, for now. Oh, They were his favourite sweet food, and most people would eat about four or five between New Year and Lent, like that time period, but he had 14 in one go. (laughs) What is the time period between New Year and Lent? 
what is that like four months is it april april i think yeah so like four months so people would have like one a month yeah he had 14 in one go and (laughs) he wanted them served in a bowl of hot milk with cinnamon and raisins this sounds so good and then he died from digestive problems i applaud that man he was known as the king who ate himself to death listen if you gotta go, everyone's gotta die at some point. This is all just something that we have to address, right? If you've gotta go, what a way to go. I don't think it was in his intention, though. I think he just was having a really good time. This man is my idol. But what confuses me about this is that that man died eating edible foods, just in large portions. But Tara, or Tara who we covered in a different episode. If you haven't listened to that episode, oh my god, please go and listen to it. It is insane. He, To say that that, that was it a king, it was a king, wasn't it? Yeah. That that king ate a lot is a is an understatement when we're looking at Tara. Tara may have eaten a baby, so go listen to that. <laughs> okay, before we start talking about old episodes again. It's just crazy. <laughs> my next unfortunate story is that of Hans Steininger. He was the mayor of Braunau am Inn in Austria, which is notably the birthplace of Hitler. Interesting. Back in 1567. There's not too much surviving information on him, apart from the fact that everyone loved him, and everyone loved his four and a half foot forked tip beard. Oh, fancy. Very impressive. That does sound pretty impressive. Four and a half foot? That's going to cause some problems later on in the story. how big you are. I'm a bit bigger than that, but yeah. (laughs) Not much. Not many people knew about the forked tip, as he often had it rolled up and put into one of his pockets. Aww. Because I imagine you can't do much business as mayor if you're tripping over your own beard. That's so interesting that he did that. Bless him. Anyway, on to the night of his death. It was September 28th, 1567, and a fire broke out in the city. Everyone, understandably, was running around, freaking out. But Hans, being the mayor, was at the heart of it, trying to calm everyone down and get them out, sort of directing them to where they got to go. While doing so, his beard fell out of his pocket. And as he no. attempted to flee, he tripped on it, fell down some stairs, and broke his neck. No! Oh, poor guy. After his death, the town built a statue of him and cut off his beard for it to be locked in a long glass case in the museum. It's been preserved with chemicals, so it never deteriorates. And at this point, it's like 450 years old or something. Still there. That's amazing. I'd yeah. love to see that. We will have to go. What a weird thing to be able to preserve. You've heard of food tours. Here comes beard tours across Austria. Do you want me to read my next one or do you want to do yours? No, no, you go ahead. I don't know how many we both have. I have two left. Uh, Yeah, I well, I, I'll go again then. Okay. <laughs> My next one's a short one anyway, so... I'm, Too prepared. I will just read you the newspaper extract from 1924. Sleeping man, a suicide. Already pretty interesting. Okay. In Bangor, England, August 14th. Evidence that he may have cut his throat while asleep was given at an inquest in Bangor on the body of Thornton Jones, a lawyer. Suicide while temporarily insane was the verdict. He lived 80 minutes after the infliction of the wound, during which time it was stated he cried out to his wife and son, Forgive me, forgive me. 
Then motioning for a paper and pencil, he wrote, I dreamt that I had done it. I awoke to find it true. Wow. That's so sad. It is. But how interesting. Very interesting. It's like when you're peeing in your sleep, and then you wake up and you've peed. Yeah. Except, how crazy is it that he would have had to, like, find something to do that with in his sleep? And then he's woke up and slit his throat. Wow. That's horrific. That it is. But death is. I have another horrific one, sort of. Joy. This is about Sir Arthur Aston or Ashton. He was a professional soldier who supported King Charles uh, I during the English Civil War. So he'd been in many battles during his lifetime, and during uh, September of 1644, he fell from a horse and he ended up needing a wooden leg. So then a few years later, in 1649, Oliver Cromwell and his army attacked the town that Arthur was in, and he ordered everybody there to be executed. Arthur and several others retreated to Millmount Fort to take shelter. Eventually, Arthur and the others agreed to truce with the opposing soldiers while on a bridge. So they laid down the weapons to surrender, but they were immediately attacked oh my God. by the other soldiers. And the soldiers who attacked Arthur thought that for some reason he was hiding gold coins in his wooden leg. So they took it off of him and they beat him with it to get the coins out. Oh my God. Except there was no gold and the leg was made of solid wood. Oh no. So he died. They beat him with his own leg. He own leg. But interesting. Why did why would they think there was gold in it? You know what is interesting about wooden legs? As a child I thought they were far more common. Me too. What's that about? I don't know, because do they 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 don't use those for prosthetics anymore, do they? That's no, like I don't think tiny... they have in like a good while. Yeah. Hmm. I Especially don't know. in like uh, built-up places, you know. N- I know of no prosthetic that would be a wooden leg. Maybe it's just because that what that's what was commonly phrased. Like, I don't know. I was into pirates, which is why I thought about like wooden legs. I don't know why you thought that. Huh. But it's like all kids thinking they're going to encounter quicksand, isn't it? True. Although we did encounter quicksand that one time. It was only once. This one is honestly the wildest ride ever. Get ready. <laughs> okay. Okay, so in Caballito or Caballito, Buenos Aires, a poodle named Cachi fell from a balcony on the 13th floor. No. I know. It's really sad. Did he die? Yes. No. He hit a 75 year old woman in the head. Oh my god. Named Martha Espina. Both died instantly. Oh my god. But that's not all. Edith Sola had witnessed this incident and was in such shock and horror that she rushed to help immediately. Which would have been fine. You know, lovely woman, just trying to help out. Was she not stood in the middle of the road? Since it had all happened so quickly, there was no time for anyone to slow down. And the 46-year-old was hit by a bus and died. That's still not all. What? What? Wait, this is too much for me to, to process. This is too much. While all of that was going on... Oh, no. A random pedestrian had witnessed Edith's death and the unidentified man had a heart attack 
and died on his way to the hospital. Good lord. That's a lot to absorb. I know. So a dog landed on a woman, a woman tried to help and died, and then a man witnessed the woman trying to help the woman that had been landed on by the dog and died. I had... I told you that one was wild. I don't know what to say in response to this. There's, I was honestly shocked, and all of the sources were in Spanish, I believe. So I was like translating them to English. So I'm pretty sure that that is what happened. In fact, that that's that's wild. That's that's wild. Well, mine won't top that uh, in terms of interestingness, but it is still interesting. So I will tell you after I've finished processing. All of that. You look like you're in such shock. Well, I mean, it's sad. They're all sad. People died. But I just can't... I can't process that happening. (laughs) In such a small span of time. Everything happened so quickly. Yeah, that's the thing. So my one's from ancient Greece. And it's about Aeschylus. Who was an ancient Greek playwright. He's often considered the father of tragedy. He wrote more than 90 plays and influenced how playwriting works today, so combining poetry and performance. He was also the first person to write a trilogy and introduce conflict as opposed to chorus, which is what they used to use in, in plays at that point, mm-hmm. where everyone like spoke and acted at the same time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> His writing work was incredibly well received by those around him, including Aristotle. However, only seven of his 90 plays survived. Oh my goodness. Unfortunately, in 458 BC, his last play was really poorly received by the people. So he banished himself to Sicily. That's so dramatic. I love it. I know, right? He was walking around outdoors when an eagle flew over him carrying a tortoise. What? And then the eagle dropped the tortoise onto Aeschylus. Oh no. Killing him. What did you search for yours? Animals falling on people and killing them? Well, mine's also about animals, so strap yourself in. You have another one? Finally. Well, I kind of have two, but they both relate. Back in 2011, Jose Luis Ocoa, I think, was a 35-year-old man, and he was killed. He was murdered while at an illegal cockfight in California. But no, this man was not killed by an angry gambler or even a devastated opponent. This man was killed by a bird with a knife strapped to its foot. Are you serious? The bird stabbed Jose in the legs and he eventually died of blood loss. What? So I guess that's just one more good reason to not engage in cockfighting. Hmm, maybe, yeah. Similar to this, in 2019... An illegal rhino poacher was killed by an elephant trampling him, and then his remains were eaten by a pride of lions in a South African park. Wow. Damn. That was that was that was very interesting. All of those were very interesting. Very strange. This was the busiest episode I feel like we've ever done. Yeah, it's the shortest minisode, but also so much just happened. Nearly all of them are about animals getting their own back so the moral of the story is stay away from animals just stay inside but not inside your own bed because there might be a cow on the roof don't eat too much food but don't not eat food 
I don't have any more advice. Well, I have one more piece, and that's don't listen before bed. Listen before bed.